Welcome to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. I am Josh May. I'm Ross Bacon. And we are two of the May Group Realtors with Remax of Grand Rapids and a third very special guest. Yes, let's give her a hand, everybody. Susan Pasteur from First American Title is in the house. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, so happy to have you. Susan is an integral part of our business. She's a friend of ours. And today... We are going to break down title because you are the title expert in Thanks. West Michigan, maybe even all of Michigan. Maybe, maybe. I love it. I love so, it. It's exciting stuff. We've been involved in the business for quite a while. And for a couple of years, yeah. yeah. Susan lives, eats, and breathes title. I do. I do. <laughs> so we're going to dig in today. Let's dig into all the questions that you know people may or may not have ever thought about. Sure in regards to real estate yeah but before we get into it why don't you break this break the break it down who, who exactly are you <laughs> um so i have been in title my entire life <clears throat> like literally since i was a junior in college i started as an intern i work with the real estate community very closely with the may group they're great friends great agents and um yeah, uh, my role is to be the, the group and facilitate the group that makes sure that everything gets to closing smoothly. Um, there's a lot of issues that can come up between the time that you find a house for that buyer and that somebody is selling that house and the time that it gets to closing. So we'll talk about a little bit of that. And um, I love what I do. I absolutely, yes. um, I, I love being a part of real estate. It's fun. I love it and you're great at it. So let's get right into it. Okay. Let's get right into it. We've got 50 questions lined up for you. <laughs> Lightning round. Lightning round. Okay. No, we've got a couple questions. So let's uh, just explain to the general public what exactly is title okay. in the real estate sense? Yeah. What is it? I mean, people here are like, hey, I got a title in my car. Yeah. So how does it relate to real estate? Yeah, it's different than that. Um, and ironically, when I started and I was 20, I saw it was a title company and I thought the same thing. So people think of title like you actually have a physical title that you pass with your car. Um, title is a concept. And with real estate, it says, hey, Ross is going to sell a house to Josh. Anything that Ross did, um, if he took out a mortgage, if he put it in a trust, if somebody that was on title died, um, if there was, you know, any issue that comes up, an IRS tax lien, um, I can go on and on, but we make sure that when Josh owns and closes on that property, that it's his. There's no hidden issues. So everything we do, do is under the surface. We work with um, the amazing Katie Arnold all the time here over at the May Group, and um, she and Lindsay clear that. So uh, what you're paying for and what you want is to make sure that there's no issues that are going to come up. It's your biggest investment of your lifetime. Absolutely. It's an insurance policy. Yep. So one question I always get and asked yes. by clients yes. is, you know, is title insurance mandatory? You should always have it. <laughs> Why right. would you take the one thing that is your biggest investment, a half million dollars, 300,000, 900,000, and not 
have it cleared and insured. But the um, answer to that is if you have a mortgage, yes. Um, if it is cash, people could opt not to. Any good agent wouldn't let them do that. Mm -hmm. But And it's a one-time fee. So unlike homeowners insurance and car insurance, it's one time at closing. We insure everything from the date of closing back. So we're looking back and we have to be 100% sure or we pay. So, hey, did you buy exactly what you thought you were buying? Um, were all of those liens cleared up? I like it. I like it. Now, here's, a, here's another good question I get. A lot of times we see two different title policies, two different payments, yep. right? You've got a seller paying some yep. money. You've got a buyer paying some money. Mm -hmm. And sometimes from a buyer, I'll get the question, well, why am I paying money if seller's paying yep. money? Can you break that down so people understand the yes. different... Yes. And so right now, just for people who are not familiar with this, I know it's exciting stuff, but there's, we're talking about the title portion and then people really understand the closing portion. So right. there's two things we do. Right. So with a title portion, um, there's an owner's policy that in West Michigan, the seller pays for. So I'll use Ross and Josh again. So Ross is selling the property to Josh. Ross pays for the owner's policy. That's ensuring he's giving a policy to Josh that says should for, you know, heaven forbid anything be missed that josh's you know hundred thousand dollar house is completely insured there's that's covered secondarily josh might get a mortgage and let's say we've got a mortgage out there somebody is going to insure that mortgage company so there's two policies one is for the buyer and one is for um the mortgage right, right. so as a seller once i sign on that dotted line you know and close the deal a title insurance premium that I've paid for prevents any prior ownership yes. from coming back. And I, I don't want to be involved. In yes. I just want to sell the property. And that is what my seller's insurance is covering. Me yes. And that's why I think it's really important for sellers and for um, realtors to feel confident that they've got experts that are clearing all of that and that they'll stand behind their word um, and the work that we do. So yeah, we, um, there's a term I use in this industry. Sometimes people will want to kick the can down the road. You heard me say that before, mm -hmm. like, okay, there's an issue or an encumbrance. It's like, we don't kick that can down the road because then your buyer, when they go to sell, is going to have to deal with the same issue. So everything's right. getting cleared. Right. I think it brings up the, more importantly, and I know you've brought this up a few times in the past here, are the sworn statements. One yes. thing that buyers do not think about you, is the amount of work that has been done on a home, such as remodeling, contractors going in and out of yes. there. And one thing that's very important for buyers, you know, peace of mind and for title is to have a sworn statement, all those subcontractors signing off on a, the dotted line saying, hey, I've been paid in full. I'm not going to come back and put a lien on this house. Exactly. So if somebody out there is listening and they're buying a house and or they were selling a house and did a bunch of work, we'll ask that those contractors have been paid off, like you said, and each one of those, let's say it was $20,000 in lumber and they were redoing a whole master bedroom bath their tile, all of those items, they're basically mini liens. So if, again, Josh moved into this house and they weren't cleared and Ross just did a $50,000 renovation, he can get a letter in the mail saying, hey, I wasn't fully paid for that tile. You owe me $3,000 in tile. He's like, well, but that wasn't my problem. Well, it is because the collateral for that is the house. So what we do is make sure that all of that's paid. Right. It's one of the many things. So what happens if 
after close, a contractor shows up. Then First American defends the new buyer right. and says, we, that's what we do is we defend them. We try and pursue the seller because they do have to sign something saying there are no other liens. I'm basically not lying to you about things that are out there. Um, but if we had sworn statements and waivers and they were signed, if they were fraudulent, okay. we make sure that that new buyer doesn't have to. It's important. It. I think too, more so than ever, you know, I haven't really run into it until the past year or two. And I think it's just more and more people are putting money into their homes and yes. doing a lot of work. So it's important. Right. Agreed. Buyer peace of mind. You yeah. Know? I love it. Yeah. So how about before we move into closing, let's, let's stick with actual <clears throat> title and title insurance Two two pieces explain to a buyer what the actual title search looks like you know oh. they get this commitment and it's they're so like exciting. they're like but uh, any of these buyers honestly like buyers they don't know what they're looking no. for you know so um, they don't know what that is Talk i genuinely do love to talk about this so i'm gonna try and be right, <laughs> right. um every think about it like this every piece of land around here was farmland at one time Right. Like where I live kind of near Byron Center, that like corridor there, it was all farmland. So somebody sells off a piece of property and then a developer comes in, they develop that land. Then each one of those parcels, pieces of property gets sold and resold each time. What First American does and what a title company does is we actually have records of every exchange of property every mortgage that's been on that property, every lien that's been on that property, and it's with, we own a title plant. So there's actually somebody doing a historical search of that property to say, hey, 123 Main Street, you know, it passed from this person to this person, then that person died, and then it went to the trust. And so we make sure that, again, when you are buying that property, uh, you're getting exactly what you thought you were getting. Uh, we haven't talked about encroachments, but that's right. a big thing too. So right. yeah, we're doing an actual historical search. Right. Well, in, in moving into, you know, kind of my next, my next thought would be, we had a situation arise. This is an interesting story. One of my most interesting title stories would be in East Grand Rapids. Once we had an original owner that had bought this land like 70 years ago, mm -hmm. And then they ended up putting a house on the property. But when they bought the land 70 years ago, nothing was ever recorded. Okay. And then they needed to sell a property. So I'm going to refresh your memory on this. We had to go find all of the errors. <laughs> I was representing the buyer and we had to go find a, all the errors to make sure that this closing would be, you know, insurable in yes. a sense, right? Yes. Break that down a little bit. So I have personally, this is where um, I love my role too, is that I right. can kind of get into the weeds when things get like that. I've chased, I shouldn't have chased down, but looked for errors. Um, and that's where, uh, yeah, we're just trying to find anyone who would have an interest who could show up at that house and say, hey, that was my grandpa's land. And I was owed, there's 10 grandkids. The 10 of us are owed money from that property. And so I think people don't think about this right. ever. I mean, right. why would you ever think about it? All you're thinking about is I'm excited. I'm going to buy this house and I'm going to get into this house. There's just, that's what we do. We say under the surface, under the water. And we help you guys with that and try and make it a smooth transaction. But these right. things need to happen so that there's no issue. And if, the, if in that instance, a person would have bought like your buyer and didn't clear that, then five years down the road, they want to sell it. They have this massive issue on their hands 
and then they look back at you and say hey josh right. why didn't we clear this up so right. let me say title is very good at tracking those people down right <laughs> the time you had to track down an amish family that no longer <laughs> lived in michigan to have them sign off on um, a land split was yeah. pretty impressive that you were able to track them down. We should do another podcast just on death and divorce in the right. states. Yeah. What people, right. what when someone's passed away in your family, and well, I mean, furthermore, and I've heard you speak on that stuff. But as far as you know, what Ross is referring to, a big reason why why to hire a professional, like a professional real estate agent and yes. a professional title rep, because we. You know, our buyers in these situations, they, like you said, they have no clue what's going on. And quite frankly, most of them don't want to know. They don't want to dig deep and they are relying on us to make sure that we solve the problem. So we're doing all this stuff behind the scenes, yes. which I actually, I mean, you probably find that fun. I think it's pretty cool. Like when we can see it behind the scenes and we're like, oh my gosh, this is like a major <laughs> issue. We got a problem solved. And the buyers don't ever really feel it. And we just you guys solve have the problem. Both, at, anytime you've been in real estate a long time, you've had these deals. And we have these conversations like, Susan, I got an issue. It's like, okay, what, when's closing date? It's two weeks out. Okay, we got time. And we start with Katie is, you know, working through these things. And we have our curative and we have our legal department. And most of the time we can problem solve to get things closed the closing date that was a lot of title talk now <laughs> let's move on to the closing yeah. let's move on to one of the most exciting parts of the process a lot of buyers i mean well so seasoned buyers know what a closing looks like mm -hmm. first time home buyers in my experiences when they show up to a closing they really don't know what that looks like no. at all so break us break us down break it down what does a closing in your world look like okay with your buyer you've had generally a mortgage. So everything you've signed with your mortgage company, all your mortgage docs, you've signed your purchase agreement and these guys have got you under contract. We take these contracts, here's your purchase agreement and your mortgage. And we take all the terms written out as the terms and we create the debits and credits basically saying, this is the breakdown and you're going to sign and everything that you agreed upon in those two contracts is how this deal is going to close. So really for a buyer or a seller, the excitement is that you've finished the process. Closing day is your celebration. You should walk in, you'll be doing a lot of signing. You'll have these guys with you and our closer with you. Um, and we just go through and give you an explanation. Some people don't want a lot of explanation. They just want to be done. And others are like, you know, very detail oriented and want to know you know, the nuts and bolts of the right. documents. But the biggest thing is the settlement statement. Right. By the time we got to closing, 99% of the work's done. Mm -hmm. So most people are excited. They show up, they're signing the dotted line. But from a seller perspective, the other question I always get is, who's paying everything off for me? You yes. know what I mean? Like, and that's what I love about um, you guys is like anything that needs to be paid at close, like from a customer service standpoint, like sellers don't have to worry about mm -hmm. it. You guys take care of, you know, taking care of the mortgage payoff, taking care of paying off any water bills, yep. any, you know, outstanding maybe contractor bills or whatever it may be, yeah, property taxes. Mm -hmm. So really, truly, when a seller closes on a property, they can have peace of mind that they don't really owe anything anymore. 
They don't have to no. worry about it. No, and that is a really good point because sellers will sometimes think they have to pay off their mortgage before they close or their, you know, how does this work? And uh, we are, in addition to balancing all of that, we're the, we take the money in and we disperse the money out. Well, I like it. I like it. Ross, you got anything else today? No, I think uh, I was going to bring up the settlement statement. You know, it's like the key point that everybody's waiting to see. Yeah. That's when you know it's real and everything's finalized and you're yes. going to the closing table. So, okay. so yeah, you've covered it very nicely. Thank you. So what's our part two? What's the topic of our part two? Oh, if you want I think to it should just be stories. We do stories, death. Yeah. Death, and death meth and what? Death and divorce are catalysts for real estate and what people think that came to sell grandpa's house or. Right. Yeah. Let's definitely do a part two where we're doing some really, really outside of box stories because i've heard some of these stories and you hear i mean even with like death taxes we've had some conversations about like meth houses oh yeah just the mo- most anyone's random, breaking bad like it's real it, it, it is real out there so let's do that uh so let's put that on the podcast list part two but we thank you for coming this is great thanks thank for you let me talk about title of course so now that you guys is uh mind is all blown by the title in real estate world in the inside details of what title work is what title insurance is what a closing is we'll let you get back to living in grand rapids have a great day thanks for listening to living in grand rapids the podcast please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends You can find us on Instagram at maygroupgr or online at marketgrandrapids.com.